Well, this guy had the highest score in qualification, 45.3. 19-year-old Sean White from Carlsbad, California, the only guy in this competition wearing a bandana. You know, it's strange. I've always just kind of like had my eyes open to what was around me, you know, and things would just like come in and out of my life, and it was up to me to really um, dig deeper on those if it felt right or just kind of, you know, pass and move on to the next thing. Like you just do what's hard until it's not hard anymore. Even when it came to snowboarding, there were certain things that were very difficult to get past, and um, I just remember doing it until it became easy. You know, it's like if you broke your hand and you weren't used to riding with that hand and then you're forced to you know, ride or to use chopsticks or to do something, once you do it enough, it becomes, you know, uh, a, a casual thing to do. Snowboarder Sean White, no longer king of the sport, he made famous. And things would just like, come in and out of my life, and it was up to me to really um, dig deeper on those, if it felt right, or just kind of, you know, pass and move on to the next thing. Sean White has been on the radar screen, everyone's radar screen, since he was 14 years of age. He's not only a snowboarding star, he's also a skateboarding star. Perfect 100, the first time ever. I wanted to, to do things, and uh, and that's where snowboarding came along, and it gave me that outlet. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it was fun, and it was cool in the beginning. And then my parents were like, "Oh, maybe he, you know, he's pretty good at it." People around the mountain are telling them I was pretty good, and so they put me into a competition, and it was a race, and I won. You know, I just I was pretty fast, and so this is like at seven. Yeah, right? like six, seven, and. Um, and I'd skied at four, if you call it skiing. I basically, like, I wasn't allowed poles because I would hit people. <laughs> I was, like, really into the Ninja Turtles. And I was just, like, I had I had moves. I thought I had moves. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up not allowed poles. And then I would just, like, go into the trees and they'd lose me. Mm. And they'd be all worried about where I was and what would happen. And, and so they're like, oh, we'll put him on a snowboard. He'll be falling. We'll keep track of him. It'll be great. And so, obviously, I figured it out pretty quickly. Um... And then they put me in a competition at the local resort up at, at Snow Summit. And, um, you know, I, I won and that gave me this like, wow, I can win something. And, it, and then it, and then it gave me the, you know, the passion to, to work hard at something to keep winning. You know, once you get that taste of victory and you're like, wow, well, maybe, well, I want to keep going on this path. I think that was where it, 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 it stemmed from. And then the other huge component, which I'm sure if you read any other sports book or anything, it was I have an older brother, seven years older than me. So a lot bigger, a lot stronger, a lot smarter, you know, and he was always beating me at everything I did. Everything. Monopoly, chess, like anything, the video games, snowboarding, like everything. He was just always winning and I just couldn't beat him. And, you know, I just kept at it and I finally, like, you know, crossed that barrier where I was actually learning the tricks he was learning at the time. But he's seven years older, so, you know, in my age division, it was just, you know, no contest. Mm -hmm. And so that's what kind of stemmed that whole me, me turning pro at 13, because I was already ready for, you know, the next level. I was 15 years old, and um, I flew to Japan to do this big competition called the Toyota Big Air. And... Um, 
I remember getting there. I'm pretty sure the way it worked out is like the specific invited riders got a little bit of money to show up, and then obviously there's great prize money, and you had maybe three or four days of practice. And um, I was 15, so my mom's there, and um, and I was paying out of my own travel to like get the flights, to get the food, to get the hotel, and all these things. I remember sitting there, and it's the game day. You know, we're supposed to hit the jump, and everyone's complaining which is like music to my ears because I'm having the best day ever and and you know yeah the guys had gone out we're in we're in Japan there's a lot of fun things to do and I was like in my room with my mom like doing my algebra or whatever and I'm like all right well you know you guys go have fun I'm gonna you know do my schoolwork and so anyways long story short um they all got together and were like we're gonna split the prize money for the competition and I'm sitting there thinking, wow, like doing the, the quick math, I'm like, this doesn't even cover the flights out once you split it up among all the riders and, and whatnot. And and I said, no, <laughs> 15, I was like, no, I want to compete. And they just sat there and hazed me. And there was like this, this board of like all the riders' faces for who was at the competition. And they took turns like drawing dollar signs on my eyes and doing whatnot. And I just remember being like, I'm not gonna succumb to the like, pure pressure of this like I came here to compete I'm feeling great and I I I stuck to my you know gut feeling there and I won I won I won $50,000 in a car but yeah it was it was a time where I just kind of like stuck to it and that was a big win for me and that was kind of the first realization that I didn't have to follow the pack I didn't have to do what everyone else said because it's what they want or what they should do or what is you're supposed to do. I just, I just kind of felt like, you know what, this is, this is a point where I should make a stand. I should really be me and own it. And, and I did and I won. It was pretty wild. So, and I just stuck to it. And I remember just putting my headphones on and doing anything to distract myself because nothing's going to slow down the, the clock on when we need to do the competition. But, um, it was definitely like a, a defining moment for me to stand up for myself and, and what I want to accomplish. What's the nature of competition for you? Like, what does competition mean? It's it's a multiple of things. I mean, it's um, it's a chance to, I guess, go out and show you know the hard work that's been put in, and to kind of uh, display it for everyone. Your chance to show off in a way, mm. and and uh, in another way, it's it's a chance to access some deep part of yourself that is going to do something you never thought you could do or would want to do, mm. you know, and I, I have trouble now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gotten a little bit old. I've just turned 30. Um, and, uh, and you know, unfortunately you think more, I feel like, you know, I'm like, ah, it's pretty icy today. <laughs> It's a little windy. I feel like we, tomorrow, and now I got the weather report. I'm like, it's going to be better tomorrow. We should definitely come back tomorrow, you know, and like procrastinating. But like, you know, it's it's your chance to do something great. And and um, I strive for those moments. And I and I wish I could recreate them in a normal life setting because um, it changes from a I want to do this new trick to I have to do this new trick. And it's the best because it takes that seed of doubt out of your mind.
it's gonna happen. So what are you gonna do to best prepare yourself? And that's kind of that motivation of like getting to the contest and throwing the big tricks and seeing your competition and that motivation. And, and I've always loved that. I I was at the X Games and I did in my run I did I broke a old record and I went 24 feet out of the 22 foot half pipe. So I was up there and it was funny because. I wasn't going that big all day, but it was the contest time and I was jacked up and I dropped in and I hit that marker and I recently broke that record at the US Open of Snowboarding Vail last season. I went 26 feet. It just right. kind of comes out of you and you and you do better. So that's that's what competition is for me for sure. Visualize definitely. That's kind of the thing for me. It's always been like well, what's my what's it going to look like and what's it going to feel like and what am I going to be wearing and what every little detail um, and and visualize yourself winning you know like what are you going to do after you know you just project it and it and it happens and I've always kind of like set goals for myself that's a huge one set the goal of like what do you really want to do like what, what's what is it in the end for me I would always set up like a fun goal and then like a serious goal so one year um one of the goals was like, how many cars can I win? Because like the snowboard contest would give out cars if you won the series. So, you know, obviously like, yeah, winning the series is amazing. You, you know, that's a feat of its own. But I broke it down to like, I just got to win the cars. It, it made it into this stupid sort of game where it, it dumbed it down slightly, mm. you know. Um, Does that help alleviate the pressure? A little bit, yeah. I mean, you, obviously you have serious goals of like, I want to win the Olympics. And then I want to see how many cars I can win. You know, and it made it this fun thing of like, you know, taking taking a little bit of the edge off because it's such a daunting task when you look at it from like, wow, I'm going to try to win the Olympics. Like, it, it's such a big thing. And then you really kind of break it down into these smaller things. It's more edible that way. And I don't know if I if I knew what I was doing. I mean, now that I'm a bit older, I kind of see the, the, you know, I can break it down for what was happening. But it just felt like there was so much pressure. Man, like you gotta do this, you gotta do that, and it just felt like there was so much weight on it. And I would always kind of turn it to my favor. So any any which way you spin it, I'm winning in a in a way. Like if you look at a competition like this last X Games I went to, like I didn't win, but I really feel like I won because I know exactly what I need to work on now. I know exactly what happened and I did wrong, and I gotta go back, you know. And and that's why it's still winning to me. Where if I did win. You know, I think about it like, wow, well, I'm exactly on the path I'm supposed to be going, the training and the ideas I've had before working, and this is where you go. So it's not like, <clears throat> you know, even those slight step backs are actually, you know, to leap forward in a way. So, so when do you plan to be at the X Games? I'm looking for this guy. This guy has world-class skater written all over him. Good luck, Sean. Looking to better the situation, you know, and I've been to contests before where I really wanted to win, and I put everything on the line for that event, and I didn't win. And I went like, man, you put too much pressure on it. In business, you can fail here and there, and it's the same idea of, like, trying something over and over and just finally cracking the code on it. And then once you get that win, you get that experience and know that you can succeed, it's it's that that like I said in competition that seed of doubt goes away, and you show up to win every time. It just that's the only option, you know. And 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 once that's the only option, it's even more obtainable. If if I asked you to do a feat and you you actually accomplished it, 
you have that knowledge now going back to do it again. Well, oh, I've already, you know, right. jumped over this or I've already done this thing in business and, and it's old news and you go in with even more confidence than you had that it took to win the first time. So, you know, um, you know, you have that in you and, and projecting that positive thing always just leads to the better outcomes either way, you know, and, and, and even with pressure as well. When, when people say like, how do you deal with the pressure? And I'm just so thankful for the pressure, mm. you know, like they're like, everybody thinks you're going to win the Olympics. And I go, well, if everybody thinks I'm going to win, that's great. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot of people believing in me, thinking that I can do it. Hey, maybe I just might be able to do it. You know, if, if you, instead of letting it weigh me down, like, oh my God, all these people are expecting this from me and, and I'm expecting this from myself and it's just too much. I can't handle like. No, it's such a, a, it's a blessing. It's a great thing to, to have people counting on you and needing that. And it's all kind of leading up to that sort of like, you know, you can win. You felt it before. You, you know, what's obtainable. Everybody else believes in you. It's like your team rather than letting it weigh you down. So if you can kind of put that subtle spin on things and, and use it to your advantage is always a better scenario, you know, and, and I've let the pressure get to me before and it just, well, that didn't work. Like, you know, like, I was terrified this to happen. And, you know, and you learn from that and you go on. Um, but yeah, there's always lessons to be learned. Even learning tricks, it's the basic thing. It's like a math problem. You're throwing solutions at it and you finally, it, the numbers work and it clicks and it works out. You know, same with snowboarding and jumps and learning a new trick. You learn the very important lesson and simple lesson of what not to do. And, you know, you uh, hey, I tried this. You know, you watch the video. Oh, I didn't, I took off wrong. I'm going to try it again and again and again and again. And you get to a point where you get the confidence, you get the muscle memory, you get the ability to then do that trick. And, uh, and now it's yours. And then you can do it at a competition when it really matters. The, you know, the practice, like you said, um, you know, it's something you kind of get over time. This year, I've decided to do every single competition that I can enter. Just because I know that getting to that pressure scenario when I was younger, I didn't think as much. I would just throw my tricks and that was it. But nowadays I need that extra motivation, that coaxing into it. And to get rid of that seed of doubt, I show up at contests now. So it's kind of like knowing yourself as well and knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and, and kind of sticking to that. Like what are you really good at and what are you not? And, and, and being real and honest with yourself about it. There's a difference between like working hard at something that, that you're not good at and forcing it. And you, and that's kind of the inner question you have to ask. But um, I've always found that to be kind of a truth for me. How do I stay motivated? You know, um, man, it's a, it's a mixture of things. It's like, you know, there's always new goals. There's always new things to do. Obviously, you know, when it comes to snowboarding, going to an Olympics um, and not doing well, Obviously at Sochi not getting the gold and, and all that, like, man, extremely motivating, extremely eye-opening to, I'd never gone to an Olympics and not won. Mm. That was the first time for me. I was like, wow, how do I feel about this? Well, what happens after? And, and it was amazing for me to, to realize that people were still like, oh, you're the champ. You're the guy, you know, and, and I, I don't know, for some reason, I just like, in my mind, I just assumed that if you don't win, they immediately strip all the other medals and you're just some guy. <laughs> you're like, the superpowers are gone right. and you're just like, I just remember feeling like this overwhelming, like, wow, I'm still alive. I'm still here. Like the worst thing I could have imagined happened and I was still here. I was still considered, you know, the great in the sport. And, um, 
it did a lot for me personally. I was like, wow, I can actually like I can lose, and and I hadn't lost. I mean, this this like reign of like me winning has been a a long, long thing, and obviously that was just like one night, one contest. But the world was watching, so it was pretty rough to lose. But you realize that yeah, it's just that one moment, and you gotta get back up. And that's the true spirit of the sport: is to come back. You know, it's like the thrill of the fight to get there, and and you become. You know, part of the U.S. team, the Olympics, and all that—it's such an amazing and, and memorable thing. And then to actually go and compete, um, but the bounce back from that was amazing. And I and I remember sitting there thinking, instead of like curling up and like, all right, maybe I should, you know, yeah, they're saying I'm getting older, maybe I should quit, or maybe I, you know, and I didn't want to quit. I was just like put in my head so many times by the media that I was like, you start hearing it so much, you you kind of believe it, and. Um, and I remember sitting there thinking, "Wow, like, well, I don't feel that way, and I'm not done, and I don't want to be done." And and obviously, there's other things in my life that were capturing my attention at that time. But um, I don't know; the thrill was still there, and I had newfound motivation from not winning. And um, and I remember thinking, "I'm going to do more than I've ever done after Olympics this time around." Because normally, what happens is you get this kind of flood of like, "Hey, you know." This company wants to endorse you. You're the Olympic gold medalist, and blah blah blah. And, and you totally deserve to do that. You won, and it's it's kind of like the quick money that comes your way. And before the world turns around, it's off to the next thing. And um, I wasn't getting those floods of uh, offers. I was getting offers still, but it wasn't like the quick, you know, gold rush <laughs> sort of scenario. And um, I was like, well, what do I want to do? What do I truly want to do? And since since that. Olympics. I mean, in business, man, I've, I've I no longer ride for a mountain. I'm a part owner in a, a mountain resort, Big Bear Snow Summit and Mammoth Mountain. And uh, I, yeah, I still compete, but I now own my own competition series, music festival series. I've changed um, my boys' clothing line to a men's clothing line because it fits my, um, you know, vibe of who I am today, not who I was before. And I always felt like snowboarding's been a part of my. It's not me. It's not my life. Like it's it's what I do, fun, and it's what I do competitively. But it's not who I am. Pretty much gonna have fun. Really like skating. Do it for you and only you. Not just because it's like, oh, I gotta win this competition. I gotta do this. Gotta do this. Just have fun with it and just practice a lot. You know, <laughs> try your hardest. It'll come. Impact. You know, like I touched on in the beginning, is that like, yeah, snowboarding is a part of my life. It's definitely not my life and all that I am. And so I feel like my thing that I would leave is that I hope to be looked at as someone that that really didn't. You know, see the boundaries of what you should and shouldn't do. That I just kind of, you know, uh, I did. I did the road less traveled. You know, I did. I did the things that people said couldn't be done. It's kind of the goal for me. It's a pretty damn yeah. good thing to leave behind. So that's it.